Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The Thrivehood Podcast is a useful resource for boys and young men who want to thrive as they mature into manhood. I'll be your host, Tim Williams, and welcome to the Thrivehood Podcast. However, your committee will continue to investigate and hopes to present a definite recommendation at next month's meeting of the Civic Association. Thank you, Mr. Hanson. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Willis. I want to talk about, uh, I think we need a playground here on the west side. Uh, we need it because, uh, because we need a place for our boys and girls to play. A playground. Mr. Willis has an important idea to express, but he lacks the vocabulary to express it. Finding the exact words to fit your ideas is one of the first steps in building your vocabulary. People can be interested in new ideas when those ideas are expressed in well-selected words. Golly gee wellikers, Mr. Wellness. If you would have been able to talk better, we probably would have been able to have a playground by now. (laughs) Oh man, that poor Mr. Willis, he is struggling to get the words out, isn't he? Hey guys, I want to talk to you today for a few minutes about your ability to expand and widen your vocabulary. I think having a robust vocabulary is crucial. I think it's important. And I think it's important not just for the obvious, but the way that the future is heading and where we at in our current landscape as far as technology and social media. It is exploding. It's expanding. And so I think there's some importance here as to being able to communicate and being able to share your thoughts and your ideas. So I want to jump into this for a few minutes. And let me say this right off the bat. I'm not necessarily talking about $10 words, although that's cool. You know, I I know anti-disestablishmentarianism just like the rest of us do. But having good words, big $10 words as we call them, but not knowing how to place those in a sentence or in a thought doesn't really matter. It doesn't help. If you know all the words but don't know what their meaning is or how to use them in a sentence. So in general, we're talking about just being able to learn words that can expand your vocabulary and help you in your literacy as well as some other 
areas that we'll talk about in a few minutes. Also, I want to say as a precursor, understand the audience that you're addressing before you decide what type of vocabulary you're going to use. If you know all of the big words and know how to communicate effectively and efficiently and can do that well in a business setting, that's fantastic. But when you're in front of a third grade classroom and they just want to know what you do for a living, your presentation needs to be adapted to the audience that you're sitting in front of and having a conversation with. So be aware of that. Okay, so let's dive in. There are a number of reasons in some of the research that I did. There are a number of reasons why I think this is beneficial, but I really broke this down into about three little nuggets here that we can take away from this. The first one is this. It definitely improves your literacy skills, right? Your reading, writing, listening, and speaking skills. It's pretty evident, pretty obvious, right? If you're going to be a public speaker, you do work on this. You do spend some time on your vocabulary and understanding what words mean and how you can effectively communicate. So you obviously want to be able to speak clearly and concisely and have a clear idea if you have some abstract thoughts, that the idea is to be able to break that down and simplify it, to be able to bring some imagery into the context of what you're speaking. Very important. It also benefits from a listening perspective. If you are the listener, if you're on the receiving end of some dialogue, then you are able to decipher what's being said. And, and here's what's important about that. Of course, not everybody is communicating and responding back to you the same way. Everybody's on different levels of literacy, right? So if you are listening to someone that is a really good speaker, that's the easy way to listen. That, that doesn't take much effort. But if you have someone speaking to you that is maybe not as well-versed, struggles putting words together, then you're able to sort of work through the minutia. And because of your ability and your strength in words and vocabulary, you're able to glean from that some information that maybe otherwise you wouldn't be able to because you simply just don't quite understand what they're saying. So I think there's some value in that as well. And then, of course, also, same goes for writing and reading. It's the same thing. If you are writing a subject matter, you're writing a paper, you're writing a story, whatever it is you're writing, you're able to communicate, you're able to get your thoughts out there on paper. Same thing with reading. You can be reading an article, some news information, whatever it is you're, you're reviewing a book. And you're able to walk away from that and get a good idea of what's being said simply because your vocabulary is much more expanded and you're able to grasp that and understand that. Here, here's another one. Bolstering your persuasiveness skills, which really is nothing more than just learning how to negotiate. And we learn negotiating skills very early on. We don't call it negotiating. But when we are four and five years old and we are being given string green beans from the Gerber jar, we are already telling mama, I don't like this and this ain't what I want for dinner, right? Or it's, we got to go to bed early because it's school night or, you know, mama didn't buy you that toy at Walmart or off Amazon. And so you're going to show her how much you're mad at her, right? So those aren't necessarily negotiating skills, but what's happening is that's beginning to form your likes and dislikes and your ideas about what you want 
And that moves us into adolescence, which now we're moving into the tweeners and the uh, young adults, the teens that are listening to this podcast. And what you're doing is you're beginning to create negotiating skills. So rather than yell and scream and kick and fight, now you're trying to find a persuasive argument to get your way. So the reality is that's been in us. That's almost an innate sense that's in us from almost from birth, I guess. So why not hone that skill so that it can better serve you down the road? Listen, if the cause is a just cause, then it is worth being able to convey your ideas in a way that's going to result in a win and hopefully a win-win. You know, if you are, for example, suggesting something at work that improves customer service, or maybe you are trying to convince your mom and dad or whoever that you, hey, you know, I've been really good. You know, can I stay out a little later this weekend? Or, you know, maybe it's a more serious matter where, you know, you're trying to convince some of your friends that, you know, even just some of the music they're listening to, maybe they need to listen to something that has a better message and and is something that is more positive in their life. These are all ways of you trying to, to help in a way that I think having good negotiating skills and having a good vocabulary, being able to convey that, is very important. What I'm not suggesting is manipulation. There is a difference between manipulation and negotiation. What I'm suggesting is when it's a win-win, and that's really ultimately the best, right? When you win, when the other person wins, or the whoever else is on the other side of the table, when you both walk away and feel like something was accomplished and you've gained something, that's actually sort of the best uh, negotiating skills in my mind that can be. And then here's another one and a final thought, which is improving your self-confidence. And I want you to remember this. This is important. When you're talking to people, most of the time, most of those individuals that are listening to you are truly interested in what you have to say. I want you to remember that. That in itself can be a self-confidence and a self-booster. There are young men out there walking around that don't truly believe that what you have to say matters, and it does matter. What you have to say matters. So the first step in self-confidence in, in building your vocabulary is, is remember that people are not out to get you, okay? That's, that's not what they're trying to do. Adults, I know, hey, look, I was a teen once. I get it. You may think these adults think I'm stupid and I'm dumb. I don't know what I'm saying. No, no, that's not, that's not how we view you guys. That isn't. We're actually opening up dialogue with you to hear what you have to say. So remember, as this relates to self-confidence, the first step is when you're engaging in conversation with somebody, think to yourself, They're interested in my story. They're interested in knowing what's going on. Remember that. If you do a poor job of communicating to people, they're going to fade. They're going to begin to fade off, not off. How about, hey, let's go back to poor Mr. Wilson. (laughs) I'm sure they stopped listening soon after he opened his mouth. You know, they tuned him out. At that point, they they weren't really listening anymore. They were actually waiting for him to stop talking. So at that point, you've lost your audience. So, What this means is that your chances of succeeding in conveying abstract thoughts and ideas are now in jeopardy because you haven't honed your vocabulary and been able to understand what it means as you're trying to put dialogue together to convey your message. 
So going into conversations, knowing that people want to hear what you have to say, as long as your vernacular is in excellent shape, you're going to feel better about yourself. And that's the second phase of this. This is the second part of improving your self-confidence. When your strong literacy skills are on full display, people immediately identify you as intelligent. That's just how they respond. It sends a message to the listener that you're a person of study, that you have taken time, that you truly want to convey your message, and you begin to show yourself as valuable. It, it is so true. Sooner or later, when you continue to work on your vocabulary and you know, sentence structure and working on that, sooner or later, you're going to get a pat on the back. I guarantee it. Someone's going to come up nonchalant like, hey, man, good job, or kidding you like, oh, man, look at look at Jim here, man, or Saeed, he's using $14 words, man, or whatever. Well, okay, that's fine. But what that signals to you is that people are listening, right? And it begins to grow confidence in you, and you're able to move and grow through that. And I And listen, Celebrate those wins, man. Celebrate those small wins. It's worth it. Give yourself a pat on the back when you've done an excellent job in a presentation and you know that you have conveyed what you're trying to say. All right, you young whippersnappers, I appreciate what you're doing. And listen, the best way that you can thank me is to continue to download my podcast, leave some reviews, tell people about it. That will mean volumes to me, and that lets me know that I'm making an impact. Guys, that's why I started this podcast. That was it. That was the only, you've, you've heard me say this before. I remember thinking for years, I want to help people, but I don't know what that looks like. And I feel like this is now what it looks like. Until next time, guys, stay strong. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.